Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox, and we are here talking Step 12, which is love. And tonight we are talking all about boundaries, those things we love to have but hate to set up. So let's get this party rolling. Let me welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. It is good to have you. I love doing this work, this uh, podcast with you. Tonight we have on our one of our favorite guest coaches. You might think that because she's on the show quite a bit. Please welcome the beautiful Trish March. Yay! Hello. It's so good to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you. So remind our listeners uh, what it is you get to do and who is it you get to serve. Well, I love to work with clients who have kind of lost themselves in their life, right? They have, you know, all these things happening in their life and they've lost who they are. They've lost the spark of, of what they want out of their life. And I help them find find themselves, find the true selves, and reclaim reclaim that spark that they have so that they can live their greatness every day. Awesome. Yes. You, uh, we are all on a great mission, and you are a valiant um, fighter of the fight. I don't know where that came from, but that's what came out. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk love and boundaries. So, Trish, start us off with uh, what is love? What does love mean? Uh, What does it represent? And then how does it relate to boundaries? Um, Well, for me, love is what I, you know, love is very important to me. Love is one of the, the biggest qualities that I want to convey in my life to the people in my world and to uh, people in general, and uh, it's just one of the most important qualities, I think, that you can offer yourself and other people, so it's really very special, and um, I think that I didn't love in a balanced way when I, you know, as I grew up, I think that I just loved everything and everybody, and I, and then when I, and then I kind of went, the pendulum swung the other way, and I was like, why, you know, why? doesn't everything work out in my life like why do I get hurt by people you know because I was just so loving and so giving with everybody and it wasn't in a balanced way so you know I was a people pleaser and I (laughs) I wanted to make everybody happy and especially with my family like I gave them everything so um but it was really out of balance so I I was kind of unhappy with all that and uh, so boundaries for me were really important to figure out, like, you know, how can I love people and, you know, have people in my life and, you know, not find myself people-pleasing or being imbalanced. 
So for me, boundaries are things that I, they're, they're kind of a gift I give myself. <laughs> is So, mm-hmm. you know, setting up boundaries to be respectful of the things that I, you know, the way I want to live my life. So, you know, love is everything. <laughs> and boundaries helps me be in balance with my love. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I used to I used to pride myself on saying that I would give my last drop, uh, you know, out of my cup uh, to someone. But when you think about that, what is the quality of that last drop? Probably right. not great quality. And also, if I'm giving my last drop, then what do I have to survive on? I, I have nothing. Yep. Right. So. And what does that benefit anyone? It doesn't benefit the person I'm giving it to, and it doesn't benefit me. And so I had to create boundaries for myself similar to you, Trish, of, you know, I will give up till this point. And when I hit this point, the rest of what's in my cup is for me. (laughs) You know? And and I, I, at that point... You know, it's my responsibility to fill my cup back up so that I can give more. And I also schedule time or take time to fill my cup back up, you know, like my morning routine or my late afternoon nap or, um, you know, alone time, um, listening to music, connecting with friends, whatever it might be. You know, even a conversation with my kids can be – um, filling my cup. It just depends on the conversation we're having. Um, but, um, you know, it's my responsibility to fill my cup back up. So when I get to that, but if I get to that point where I'm like, nope, this is this is as low as I get, um, you know, it's, it's holding that boundary as well. It's saying, you know, I love you and I'll come back to you tomorrow when I have, you know, more to give. You know, or after I take a nap or, you know, after I do something that fills my cup back up. But I won't allow my cup to get any lower than this point. That's a great practice, Kelly. That's a great awareness to have and thing thing to practice because I do feel like my, my dad has been sick for the last 10 months and, you know, I am a little bit out of balance with him and I... I really don't have any boundaries in what I'm doing because I, you know, I've come to make choices to, you know, really give as much as I can. But I have felt really strongly that my cup is empty. <laughs> and, like, you can't you can't get yeah. anything when you don't have, have anything in your cup. So, you know, and then, then I have to make additional choices or set other boundaries in order to continue surviving and supporting him. So that is, you know finding balance and so I'm trying to work towards finding that balance now and because it's hard with your family especially your parents if you know they get sick and you're helping to take care of them it's it's hard to set that boundary because you want to take care of them and make sure they're doing well so definitely something I'm working on now so that's a good reminder yeah yeah well I mean it's not like I do it in every area of my life but there are (laughs) There are areas in my life where I'm, I've practiced enough where, like, when someone outside of my home needs me, either they're texting me, they're calling me, 
they're uh, emailing me, messaging me in any way, and I have hit that that boundary line, I do not message them back until the next day. And I've been yeah. able to I've been able to do that. I don't feel this urgency, like I have to respond right away or what will they think? Like that that's all gone. Like I've I've let that go and unless it is an emergency, I let it go to the next day. They can wait to the next day. You know? So that is that is something that I have been pretty good at lately. Though when it's someone in my house, it is not as easy <laughs> to, um, you know, to hold that boundary. Because sometimes kids just need something, and it, it doesn't matter to them whether or not you're at your boundary line or not. But that's why I said it's, it's my responsibility to fill my cup back up um, and, and to show up in my home the way I want to then that's something that I've committed to doing um, so that I can show up when they need me to. Yeah, that's great. Terry, how about you? Well, just be sure you call your mother back when she calls you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can have boundaries with your mom too. That's fine. Um, this is something that I've has been a challenge for me in my life to set boundaries. I, I think when I first got into fearless living and started even thinking about them and coaching, you know, coaching people, I, I was like, I don't even know what a boundary is. Um, being a being a perfectionist and not really appreciating or loving myself, I just uh, was always fearful that if I didn't you know, didn't do everything and didn't do everything perfectly that I wouldn't be loved. And so I don't know when that became a part of my life, but I can kind of remember it from the time I was in high school. So that's quite a a long time because I didn't really practice becoming a a recovering perfectionist until I was in my 60s. So uh, that's when I had the awareness of the fact that I really had no boundaries at all when it came to pushing myself uh, to do everything that I was asked to do or that was related to my work uh, as a teacher or related to my church work or related to um, my community work. So it was, uh, I had this, this time in my life when I had this, I would call it an epiphany, where I realized that the reason I wasn't happy was because I really wasn't, I was not being feeling loved or uh, really expressing love to other people in a in a really healthy way. I was angry a lot of the time and um and probably, you know, when I was putting on my perfect face, you know, showing up perfectly, I would appear that I was happy and I would appear that I was in control. But there was this turmoil always in my soul of not being good enough. And so I was, uh, and I don't know if I was sleeping or when I had, but I had this vision of an hourglass. And this hourglass 
all of the sand was in the top of the hourglass and none of it was going through to the bottom. It was just sitting there. And the hourglass was, was upright in a vertical position. So it should have been, the sand should have been going through the, the, the little neck of the, of the hourglass. And I had this realization that what was keeping the sand there was my lack of self-love and self-acceptance and appreciation for my talents and my skills. And that that was keeping me from sharing this sand, which was love, with anyone else in an authentic way because I was stopping it from flowing with ease from the top to the bottom of the hourglass by not loving myself. And that was just like this realization that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And so I, I saw this plug of the in the hourglass disintegrate. And when I learned to love myself, and this is all hypothetical, that sand just started flowing through. And the thing is, as soon as the bottom was filled, it just automatically flipped over. And it was a continuous flow of the sand, which um, was a symbol of love. And that's when I, I really started then to to love myself and to consider self-care. Now, that it didn't happen like the next day. It took a, a lot of practice and a lot of commitment to learning uh, how to have self-care and how to love myself and how to then genuinely internalize, uh, for me, you know, the love that I, that I profess that I felt from God and really started to feel it and develop my spirituality based on that love that God had for me rather than, you know, what I heard or what I read or what someone told me, this really authentic relationship with my higher power. And then wanting to emulate, uh, emulate that in my life, like Trish said, to be, to be, have the essence of love, that that would be my essence, that people would feel that for me, would, I would genuinely show that as who I was and how I wanted to show up. So I've worked on that now for almost 18 years, and I've gotten to the point where I feel much more secure that I do, I do genuinely feel that and um, think that, speak that, act that. And the boundaries just naturally have, have begun to, um, you know, to form. Because if you're loving yourself and to have self-care, if you're practicing that, then you can start to set boundaries that, that cross over into not having self-care, you know, into being a people pleaser or into saying yes when you could say no. You know, it just crosses over into those areas because either you're weary you don't feel well, you haven't had your time to exercise, your um, nutrition is, is starting to wane. And when those, those are all signals that, that you need to set some boundaries around your self-care. And the self-care then creates that, like Kelly says, how, you know, during your morning routine, you know, taking a walk, whatever it is that then fills you back up, Tating, whatever it is, you're, you're going to do that because it's what, then stimulates that essence of love in your life. So it's it's been a you know it's been a, a challenge for me to get to that place. But I'm uh, I always say it's never too late. You're never too old. The time will come that you can um, 
incorporate that concept of love into your life, both for yourself and for your, you know, for your family and your, and your community. And so I still sometimes struggle with boundaries because of the, the perfectionism is an addiction. I have to constantly, uh, through self-care, remind myself that I can do what I can when I can the best I can, and that's all that I'm. That's all God really created me to do. Uh, none of us were created to be perfect in this life, and uh, so I still struggle sometimes with boundaries. Saying yes when I could have said no, and it would have been better for me and my self-care to have said no because then it pushes me into going beyond my energy level or whatever. So I still I still am challenged by by that, but I'm so much more aware of when when those boundaries uh, would be supportive to me, and I'm learning to to give myself more time and not fill my days up by saying yes to everything. And that's a that's because I want to do everything. It's not that I feel like somebody's pressuring me to do it. I just have that that's a desire. I have to put a boundary on myself is not feeling like, I, I guess it's the disease called FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, uh, not wanting to be everywhere, doing everything. And, and it's more like I want to learn that. I want to be a part of that. And so that's a boundary that, that I'm learning uh, to set so that I, again, it all, it's all around taking care of myself so that I have the energy to do the things that are, are what really matter most to me. And uh, so... I think that that's kind of my story about developing self-love and knowing how important that is because without that, it keeps that flow of love naturally with ease, you know, being in your space, you know, being a part of your flow so that you can have that, um, you know, I think Trish said it's everything. You can have love, you know, love is what makes the world go around. Uh, Have that as a part of your being. And it takes that that constant attention to your self-care, to your level of energy, to your capacity to love yourself. And then that flow of love can, uh, you know, just be continuous. So that's my my two cents on that. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I, just to kind of build on top of that, I think the, the, my ability to give myself love, like self-love has, increase my confidence and my awareness about, you know, the types of activities that I was doing, like how I was feeling in situations and, mm-hmm. you know, gave me the confidence to really say to myself, like, am I happy being this people pleaser? Am I happy being the chameleon that, you know, is different in every situation? Like, who am I? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. You know, know what is acceptable for me what is not acceptable for me and I think that's really driven a lot of my boundary process I think initially it was because you know maybe I was getting hurt or maybe I was getting angry with the things that were happening with me and whether that was energy related or you know um, people pleasing or you know being that chameleon like I would get like I think I just got exhausted trying to do everything and make everybody happy. So I think that really started my, you know, exploration of boundaries and like what was good for me, what was not, what was I willing to accept, what was I not, what empowered me, what did not, (laughs) and really 
you know, considering all these things, especially, you know, you go into, you have a situation happen and you say, like, you know, how could I have done this differently? Like, what, what do I want to do in the future? I think that's a really big question. Like, what do I want to do in the future so I don't feel like this anymore? So it's not an energy dream. So I feel like I am valued in this situation versus not valued. Um, you know, so really asking yourself, like, you know, what do I want? What's good for me? What's not good for me? And really setting your boundaries around that information. So I think that self-love, you know, gave me more confidence and more awareness to kind of look at these situations differently than what I was doing. Instead of bobbing and weaving and trying to make everybody happy and all the situations work out, really valuing myself and loving myself and saying, what is looking for me? What, what can I do differently? You know, what would make you know, me I, happy? I love that. And I think sometimes for me it's like, Am I am I having that sense, that feeling, that you know, of, of contentment, of love in this moment, or yeah. am I feeling obligated, or am I feeling pressured, I, but, or am I honestly feeling the flow of love in this situation, either for myself, from myself, from someone else, and and I can consciously switch that. If I'm judging or I'm comparing, bring me to a place of love. I can say, I can actually tell myself, this is not loving. You know, comparison is not loving. Contention is not loving. Judgment is not loving. And if I find myself slipping into one of those, um, you know, frames of mind, I can change that. Yep. Because I'm aware that that's a boundary I've set for myself is to not judge, to not compare. You know, that those are things, those are boundaries I've set for my own personal thought process, my own mindset. And when I find myself in one of those those positions, which to me, contention is the opposite of love. And if I'm feeling contentious, then I can ask myself, what am I expecting and what do I want? And then I can, I can switch the way I'm thinking about it. You know, I can give, I can give myself love. I can send love to that person. You know, I mean... We're to love everybody, right? And I mean, it's yep. one of the hardest things I think we that it teaches us, and is to love love our neighbors and our enemies. You know, so so it's something that when we're conscious and aware of it, we we can set boundaries around how we feel and and be aware. This feeling is a boundary I don't want to cross. I don't want to compare myself to other people, and I don't want to judge other people. Yep, that's great. Um, that's a that's a powerful boundary to have because that I feel is uh, an easy an easy place to get stuck, uh, especially with the way that social media and um, advertising and you know the way the world runs right now. We're always comparing ourselves to someone else. Um, you know they have more likes or they have more followers or they're um, more popular or whatever it might be. And that doesn't, that doesn't serve any of us. The, the beauty all being different and the beauty of us all having our own specific talents and, and things to bring to the world is, you know, what makes, life exciting if we were all the same or looked the same or did the same thing 
life would be dull. So, you know, let's celebrate our differences and celebrate our triumphs and celebrate what's going good in each other's lives and celebrate each other's talents and, and not feel this need to uh, put ourselves down or compare or feel like we need to make ourselves bigger and better, you know, either side um, to, to, you know, attain some worth, but that we see everyone's worth and we, you know, love each other for who we are. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. So, ladies, it is that time. We are almost out. It is uh, five till the end of the show when we pause and allow our co-host, I mean our co-host, our guest coach to uh, share their contact information and anything else they would like to share with us. So, Trish, how can people get to know you better? Um, I think the best way for people to get to know me is to take a look at my website, uh, which is trishmarch.com. Um, or um, I guess things are a little little slow on my end because, as I said, I've been taking care of my dad for the last 10 months. We're selling his house tomorrow, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that ease up just a little bit um, in what all is going on. So I um, had the movers here today just to move some things over from his house to mine. So um, I would say the best way is to reach out to me through my, um, either my website or to reach out to me on Facebook. I would love to interact um, with anybody that has any questions about boundaries or any other topic. Um, I, I am uh, excited to start planning um, for 2024 and what I'm going to be doing uh, in the new year because I do have some workshops I want to do and I am raring to go. I've missed, I've missed, you know, actively coaching and, and doing workshops. So I'm getting ready to, to ramp up and do some things in 2024. Awesome. I'm excited to hear more. And make sure that when you have that information and dates that you do post it in the group so that everybody can see that and jump on that opportunity. Thanks. I sure yeah. will. And feel free, feel free to put a link to your website in the group as well. Uh, okay. And uh, then that's easy one-step access for everyone to get on over to your website just in case, uh, you know, there's any kind of uh, a question on the spelling of your name or who knows what happens with technology, right? So just an easy <laughs> one-click is always good. Yeah, so Trish, thank you so much for being here with us and always giving Fearless Generation so much of yourself, and we really appreciate it. And at the at the almost end of our ninth season, you definitely have been on here the most um, <laughs> of our guest coaches, and we we truly do appreciate and value all that you bring to the show. Thank you so much. I, I really love being here and speaking with both of you and just talking about fearless living and all the different concepts that um, we use to help bring people to open, to bring them to awareness and help them through their change. 
Well, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank we you love you a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. I keep giving it. All right. So uh, we want to remind you all that the 12th, I'm sorry, what? I said give it, give it. I want it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And you can find out more about Fearless Living at fearlessliving.org. You can also find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org, and everything is there for you, all of the past nine seasons of uh, the podcast, as well as information on uh, some of our guest coaches. There's also information there about the workshops that we do, um, as well as our group program, which is starting super soon. So we... uh, appreciate you guys coming out each week we appreciate um our guest coaches coming to an end of season nine is um pretty amazing that we have stuck to it this long uh every monday night here with you um sharing these um these principles and um being here together so we thank you thank you thank you um, we'll be here next week uh, from Hawaii, I believe. Is that true, Terry? Yep. Cool. Next week from Hawaii. Yep. Yep. So we shall uh, we shall uh, see you then. Until next time, everybody, be fearless. Thank, Thank you, Chris. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Have fun on your trip. Bye. Thank you.